Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Well, I hope you like that intro. I think that's my permanent one. They say water always finds its level, and I've you know I've been at this show for a couple of weeks, two weeks today actually. Hey, I hit my two week anniversary! Yay, we're number one. We're number one. Probably more like one million, uh, but I'm working my way up the ranks. Anyway, uh, I am constantly working to improve and figure out where I can improve on this show, and that is one of the things I think I'm going to do. In addition to, I don't know if any of you have noticed the outro bumper music that I have at the end of the show. That has stayed the same. When I first started this, I always envisioned that being the the bumper music that that leads the that that takes us off the show. And I think I want to use that as a trivia question at some point. You guys need to know from where that music comes, from whence it came. Haha. <laughs> Anyway, I, I I I don't know. Inspiration struck me this morning. I'm like, oh, I need to put the Star Spangled Banner to start the show. And why not? I love this country. As I've stated before, I am a constitutionalist. Sure, uh, the Star Spangled Banner might offend some people. Those people probably aren't listening to me anyway, so who cares? I hope you like the improvement. Man, man, oh man, do I have a lot to talk about today. Uh, as I said, I've been improving the show, so before I was I was just trying to go about, about this show winging it. I have the basic topics that I want to talk about, and, and I, I found myself struggling to fill the information. So now I'm taking more notes that I'm referring to during the show, and I think, I think this will be the first time that I've, that I've done it like this. I think it will go more smoothly. But the first topic that I want to talk about is Indianapolis hits 200 homicides. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's that's the wrong audio. I meant to play this one. Yes, you heard me right. That's 200 homicides, and we're not even into November yet. So, according to Wish TV... Oh, my lord, the article just disappeared. Uh, Okay, here we go. According to Wish TV, Indianapolis hit a grim milestone late Tuesday night. 200 homicides so far this year. That is the highest homicide count in this city's history. By far! The previous record? 159. 159! We're 41 past that record, and that was just two years ago, by the way. We're 41 homicides past that record, and it's not even November yet. What the hell? We're on a pace to hit 250 this year. According to Mayor Joe Hogsett, well, our plan that we have been implementing for the last four years remains the same, just becoming larger and more robust. I will say, though, that one difference that may be a game-changer is the collaboration that we are currently engaged with the NYU school, where they are helping us analyze how we, as a police department, are doing, particularly in relationship to other police departments in the community where they have experience. 
And then the uh, 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 police chief went on to say something, which doesn't really matter because just Friday, this past Friday, Mayor Hogsett signed into law a or ordinance, whatever you want to call it, a city ordinance that makes uh, uh, that puts a civilian oversight committee, a civilian oversight committee with zero law enforcement experience whatsoever, in complete control of the Indianapolis Metropolitan, Metropolitan Police Department to include uh, their use of force policy and how they police. Oh, sure, there's still police officers on the board, but the civilians have a majority, and the majority rules. This this is nuts. Down-ballot elections matter, and when you have a mayor and a city council that do not care, I mean, as a whole, there are exceptions to that rule, of course. Say, for example, Mike Hart of District 18. I, I met the dude, very solid dude, and he... he is not on board with this, uh, but when you when you have a, a mayor and a city council that 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 just generally don't care, then you get the government you deserve. I would like to remind all of you that Mayor Hogsett or Boss Hogsett, as he's becoming known, won with over seventy percent of the vote last year and feels that he's pretty much untouchable. And we have three more years of him with no process by which to recall him, and he and the Indy City Council are they've just. They they don't care, they just don't care, and it's their 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 policies that show it. You know, um, Indianapolis. I love Indianapolis. Indianapolis is my city. I did not always love Indianapolis. The Indianapolis that I grew up with in the '90s was an extremely violent city. No one wanted to come down here, and within a, a decade, it was turned around. I mean, for crying out loud. Indianapolis hosted arguably the best Super Bowl ever in 2012, had a booming downtown culture, and attracted so many outsiders and conventions that that it was it was a popular city to visit. You know, you can say goodbye to that downtown. You can say goodbye to it. I mean, when when conventions like the the FFA, um, the Comic Con, PopCon, Gen Con, uh, the NRA annual convention the Emmy and many many more it seems like we were having conventions from March until November every week or so every other weekend at least convention 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 guess how much money that brings downtown guess how much revenue and business that brings downtown that's gone these places when they consider where they're going to put these conventions they consider crime rates in Indianapolis right now I you know what I need to do the math I'm not going to do it right here on the show, but I bl- there's a very good chance Indianapolis is outpacing Chicago with regard to the homicide rate. That is crazy. You know, goodbye, goodbye conventions, goodbye tourists. Forget about another Super Bowl bid. That's not happening anytime soon. In just five short years, Mayor Hogsett and the Indianapolis City Council took a city that was booming and thriving and effectively killed it. It should be noted that the mayor is a Democrat, and Democrats make up a supermajority of the city council. Like I said, we get the government we deserve. I've been mulling over running against my councilman, David Ray, who, by the way, voted in favor of the Civilian Oversight Board that I mentioned, who also voted in favor of painting Black Lives Matter on Indiana Avenue downtown a few months ago, rather than doing a damn thing for the businesses that were utterly destroyed downtown during the riots, when the mayor 
refused to allow the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department to step in and stop it. Now, there were like three nights of rioting. Night one, yeah, you can kind of understand, Indianapolis is not a riot town. Night two, everybody knew what was coming and the mayor didn't do a damn thing to stop it. Shame on you, Mayor Hogsett. People, if this hasn't happened to your town, make sure you don't let it. Remember that all politics are local and down-ballot votes matter more than the president. Your local councilman, alderman, mayor, etc. has more ability to ruin your lives than the president ever will. Getting tired of this. Be better. Hubble Telescope gives closer look at rare asteroid worth 10,000 quadrillion dollars. Come again? In English, please. That is a one with 19 zeros behind it. That amount of money doesn't even exist! (laughs) That's like saying, I want a quadrillion bajillion dollars! That is, oddly enough, one of the intersecting points between art and reality because that is, according to this article in CBS News, more money than than is contained in the entire global economy. Now, Hubble Space Telescope is giving us a closer look at it. Now, I was curious about, you know, what makes it so valuable. And what makes it so valuable is that it measures... Uh, approximately 140 miles in diameter, which is roughly the width of Massachusetts. But you also got to imagine this being, you know, three-dimensional. There's, you know, depth and and height to it as well. And it's believed most most asteroids are rock. I mean, they're mostly rock, and there's some metal and other minerals and, and stuff in there. But this one has a very, very high concentrate of nickel and iron. And... It's believed that it's possibly the leftover core of a planet that never succeeded in forming, which is also known as a protoplanet. And it just moved, I don't know, didn't, it just didn't accrete the rest of the stuff it needed to make a planet and just form the core. So that value lies simply in the amount of iron and nickel it has. That kind of blew my mind. But neat stuff all the same. I hope you enjoyed that article. I did. <laughs> When I read it, I was like, it's like, whoa, there are more zeros than would even fit on the screen of my phone. It just, I saw about nine zeros and I could tell there were more. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Now let's transition to something a little bit more serious. There was a police shooting in Philadelphia uh, over the last few days. I'm going to play you an audio bit and it is a little graphic, so consider yourself warned. Yo, watch my world. Yo, this is crazy out here. Yo! 
Y'all ain't had to give him that many shots. Y'all ain't had to give him that many shots. Well, let's break this down. Okay, for what you can't see in the audio, I want to tell you, the, the man did have a knife. It was very clear in the video. He had a knife. Police had their weapons drawn, and they were backing up away from them. The man was stalking towards them constantly. They were circling around a car a couple of times, and they were probably within 15, maybe 20 feet tops. The man kept coming towards them. There were several times you could hear them say, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. You can hear it. In, I mean, it's kind of a little bit faint, but you can hear it. And lastly, the woman screaming is his mother. This was a 100% legitimate shooting. Okay. Knives are lethal weapons. That's why their taser is not real is, is not considered to be an option. Now, if you have multiple officers there, one might go non-lethal, but there, as near as I can tell, there were only two officers there. Lethal is their option. He had multiple opportunities to drop the knife and comply. Now, I'm going to talk to you about, uh, and, oh, and you also heard him say, y'all didn't have to shoot him so many times. Well, they fired 11 times. Okay, I talked in a previous uh, previous episode about how you're sent, when you dump, when adrenaline gets dumped into your body, those officers were feeling that adrenaline rush right there. I promise you. And when adrenaline gets dumped into your body, you don't know how many shots you heard. Like those officers probably said, maybe I fired once or twice. No, they fired 11 times total between the two of them. And they fired until the threat was eliminated. And then they stopped firing. That's very important. So the number of rounds is irrelevant. Once lethal force is authorized and the threat still presents itself until it's gone. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the tr- the, the, the Tuller drill. Excuse me, T-U-E-L-L-E-R. And the Tuller drill is a drill. Now, I've actually practiced this. The Tuller drill is a drill that shows how fast an assailant can cover the distance. And it's generally re- minimum 21 feet. They can cover that distance in a matter of second, like one or two seconds. And when I was in the Army, we did some training one time on the Tuller drill. Having having a holstered weapon, uh, and how long it took a an assailant to get to us, and it was about tw- in the twenty to twenty five feet range. This guy was like fifteen feet away, and now, granted, they had their weapons drawn, but he kept coming at them. Now, people are going to say police are biased and responsible for this. Well, what about the bias of the suspect? Should should the suspect not also be responsible? Hear me out. Walk with me here. If Black Lives Matter, if Antifa, politicians, and, and the media, if they push the narrative that police are biased and therefore prone to be the shoot first, ask questions later type of gunslingers, then people will believe that's that uh, people will believe that they will expe- that they should expect that. Well, if they believe they should expect that, isn't that also confirmation bias on the point of the suspect? You know, police are trained to deal with threats and will respond accordingly so. They have every right to go home to their families as well. Now, things happen sometimes. Get it. That's that's a risk part of the job. But what what the left and what the politicians and the media would tell you is that they should take an unnecessary risk. That's that's utter garbage. 
They're trained to deal with respect. They're, they're trained to deal with threats and will respond accordingly. And so, therefore, when a suspect presents that threat and police respond with the training they received, somehow they are now racist. See how that works? Later on, Joe Biden was asked uh, what he had to say to Philadelphia after, and I quote, another unarmed black man was shot by police. That is narrative. See, you see, I hope you see it. In the video, you can see he has a knife. That is the danger in irresponsible journalism. That sets a narrative. There is no excuse for that question. And all that reporter, that garbage reporter was trying to do was start trouble. Naturally, riots followed in a part of the town, nowhere near where the shooting occurred. I guess, I guess there weren't any good electronic shops nearby. It's utterly terrible that this man was shot and killed in front of his mother. I, my heart broke for her when I heard her screaming. She was trying to get him to comply. This is 100% the fault of the, of the, of the dead man. He chose that course of action, and anyone who says otherwise is simply trying to sell you on a narrative. A false one at that. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment and thank you for listening.